Hey everyone, welcome back to Pretending With Dice. As always, I'm your host and Game Master, AJ. Uh, just a couple of short announcements at the top here. Uh, firstly, I'm super pleased to announce that we'll be returning to the Dragon Meat Convention in London on December the 1st for our second year as part of the podcast zone. Uh, we had loads of fun last year getting to meet a bunch of you and we're really looking forward to going back again this year. Uh, so for more details on the convention, head to dragonmeat.co.uk. Uh, it'd just be super awesome to see a bunch of you there again. Uh, so yeah, check it out. Secondly, uh, a little while back we ran a poll on our Twitter asking our followers what game system they'd like to see us play next, so I'm super pleased to announce that following this story arc we're going to be playing Call of Cthulhu 7th Edition. Uh, I'll be announcing a few more details as we get closer to the release, uh, but it should be a really fun experience and uh, something a little different from the type of stories that we normally do on the podcast. Uh, there's going to be a, a few familiar players involved in it uh, who we'll be announcing as it comes along, so stay tuned for more news on that. Uh, Alright then, so uh, on to today's episode. This is the very first part of our third Dungeons & Dragons storyline, which we're calling Rates of Change. Uh, we had so much fun recording this storyline, and uh, I'm just super happy to finally be able to share it with all of you. Um, so for those of you new to the podcast, don't worry if you haven't heard the previous two. We do recap what happened previously at the top of the game session and reintroduce the players and their characters, so uh, don't worry about that. Uh, Alright then, so without any further ado, let's get into episode 36, The Green Flask. Okay, so it's been a while since we've done D&D, so let's, how about everybody reintroduces themselves and their characters first. Alright, hello, I'm Eden, and I'm back playing Prance, who's a slightly frazzled wizard. Um, are we going to explain our level ups now? Or um, shall yeah, I we can do, yeah, if you, if you like. I, I've, I'm not going to tell you what spell I've got, but I have taken the lucky trait, because if you've listened to previous things, then you should know that Prance at this point has tested his luck and come out on top quite a few times, <laughs> so I... Treat myself as lucky from here on out. Yeah. We'll see how that plays out. Hey, it's Mark, and you remember me from the last thing you guys listened to, which was the Star Wars podcast. No, it wasn't. It was Shadowrun. Ah. The, the last thing they would have remembered me from was the oh, Star Wars okay. podcast. Okay, yeah, follow. Yeah. Um, uh, and now I'm back here with Bork again. Um, back once again with the runaway. Bork, Bork, Bork had it again. <laughs> the stout halfling. Um, and I've uh, leveled up with a bit of dash dash action going on. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. Hyphenated yourself. It's not what it's called, but fine. Yeah, it's called the dash dash action. That's my move. I like it. Yeah. That's bork, it saves me just bork manic dash. And rolling borkism. Yeah. yeah. That's my borkism Borkinese. today. Sorry, yeah. gang signs on the way. Absolutely. Yeah. Dash dash. You've taken the charger feet for listeners who are playing along at home. <laughs> right. That one. Uh, my name is Jason. I will not be laughing for the rest of the episode. I play the character of Enade, who is just grumpy um i also have done the leveling of the up and <clears throat> i took uh, ob- observation observant he observant. Took observant feet i can pay attention to all the things <clears throat> so i think we should have a bit of an extended recap because it's been a while for the listeners at least and for us i guess it's been a while since we've um 
checked in with these characters and that. So we first met these characters on the road to the uh, small rural village of Erevale um, in the company of the landlord of the local pub, um, a dwarf named Titus. Goldbrew? Titus Goldenbrew, that was it, yeah. Somebody's listened back hey, since we played it. <laughs> I'm paying attention, what can I tell you? Yeah, it's good, I like it. Um, along the way, uh, you came across a uh, cottage that was being attacked by some goblins. Uh, you burnt it down and killed the goblins. Um, no, I didn't. <laughs> um, and then found yourselves very quickly embroiled in a, a mystery in the village where you were uh, investigating uh, the disappearance of some children. You eventually discovered that the children were being taken by goblins who had been hired by a local man who wanted to use them in his uh, desperate spells to try and bring his dead son back to life. It was all very sad and, uh, and uh, nobody really came out on top on that one. <laughs> no. Um, but you guys were like the heroes of the village for a bit um, for you know solving the missing children um, the case of the missing children is that what no. <laughs> we'll call it that hey, that sounds good enough to me <laughs> yeah um, but a few days later uh, became uh, embroiled in yet another strange mystery in the town when it came out that a mysterious group of people were trying to steal uh, the temple relic a strange uh, magical gem which had belonged to a resident of the town uh, during the demon war some 60 odd years previously uh, the wizard Maylar uh, you were unable unfortunately to stop them from stealing it uh, despite a big old uh, battle in the, in the temple um, but uh, getting the information from one of the survivors about where the uh, where the gem was being taken to you set off into the woods uh, in pursuit Eventually catching up with it um, after meeting a uh, a druid named Vagan who <laughs> said he would uh, help you in exchange for helping find his uh, his companion Albert. Um, you came to the uh, the camp of the cult who had st stolen it, got in a big old fight. Uh, Bork nearly got frozen to death, and you rescued uh, an archaeology professor and two of his assistants who the cult had sort of taken hostage. The The camp had been set up around an archaeology dig of uh, the tomb of the dragon slayer Grazak and you made your way inside, circumnavigating a bunch of traps and things and getting some loot. So you guys, we, we kind of left off with you guys kind of packing up around outside the tomb. Um, you all had some new gear that you had looted from the tomb um, and I think you'd agreed to head to, with the uh, with the professor and his two companions, at the very least, to the road, and then they were going to turn off and head north back to the capital. In the uh, in the camp, however, you had found instructions left with one of the other cultists that the majority of the the rest of the cult had gone off um, in search of another relic, which was unnamed, um, at least in the notes, in the village of Wild Meadow, uh, which you knew to be about a week or so's travel from where you are. Part of the journey would be along the, the route that the archaeology professor would be taking, so that was where you agreed to go with him that far. And that's pretty much where we left off. Okie doke. Yeah. So, I think we're going to start after a day or so's travel, and 
the three of you, along with um, archaeology professor Jorvin of the university, and his two uh, more kind of hired bodyguards, security, um, rather than sort of assistants, because uh, his previous assistant had uh, been burned through the chest in the Arabelle jail. The, a lot, so the three of you, along with the three of them, are travelling uh, along the main trade road, and ahead of you, you um, kind of crest the top of a hill, and you can see uh, laid out around the bend of a river uh, the largest of the cities in the area. Um, this is a city called Lorana. The road that you're on kind of curves round to the north of it, and there is a, a crossroads. One road heading north, one continuing south towards your destination, and one heading into the city. So as, you, as you're pulling up towards the crossroads, uh, you're on uh, the professor's cart. Uh, he, uh, he turns to you and goes, well, uh, this is our, our turn-off. We're, we're heading up north. Um, what about you boys? Prods looks at the other guys expectantly as if to say, I- I'm going wherever the wind takes me, so you, do you guys have preference? Uh, I'm looking over to NFA as well. I mean, I've, I, I've just recovered, you know, and I'm, I'm quite happy to go either way. Hmm. It doesn't involve freezing. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were um, sort of nominally chasing down this cult, um, mm. and they were headed to Wild Meadow, which is still a, a few days' travel from where you are, but now you are sort of on the road now of the forest. It's a little bit quicker going, but it's still going to be three or four days' travel from, from where you are. Any I- input from NFA? We, we need to find the other cultists and take them out. Just stay the on. The whole lot of them have pissed me off. Stay on target, then just go there and... and Prons's eyes widen a little bit, like, oh, oh damn, yes, you're right. Let, yes, yes, let, let's do that. Honestly, we've been chasing them around for three days, and it's like you act like we haven't been here for months. Prons looks down at the amulet of Mela in his hand and kind of rubs his fingers across it in a kind of, like, treasuring it kind of way. And, I forget you think that will And then remember... <laughs> He's, think- he's thinking about the potential for more and thinking to himself, how did I forget? You're right. <laughs> <laughs> then let's, let's uh, stay with them then and, and head towards... Well, they're oh, heading, they're, they're heading oh, north. Sorry, they're, so heading they're, they're turning north. off north. Yeah. Um, the, the direction you'd be going would be sort of... You'd the road, follow the road round south and then turn off a little bit later on. Okay. But, um, so you're kind of heading in the opposite direction to them at this point. So. Okay. Well, it, it seems that we're uh, parting ways. And with that, Pronce gives a big flush with his hands and unleashes a big torrent of purple rain all over them. And Apollonia <laughs> flies around them, kind of squawking. Well, that's very impressive, Mr. Pronce. Oh, he bows and then <laughs> kind of turns to the other guys as if, like, and there we have it. It's like wiping purple rain off of our shoulders. <laughs> God damn it. They'd jump off the cart and. Yeah. Like, Thanks for the list. Take me with you, <laughs> please. Yeah, well, you, you come with me if you want, but I mean, you got uh, you got some kind of mission or some sort of uh, idiot. I do, but I'm so bored of dealing with these idiots. <laughs> yeah, I know the, the, the bad guys are idiots. So. But yeah, you'll be fine with that's, us. That's what I meant. You'll be fine with us. <laughs> well, it was fun traveling with people who were competent for a while. Good, good, good luck, guys. Well, if, if you ever find yourselves up in the capital, come up to the uh, university. Say hi. Might have some jobs for you folks. Oh, by all means, by all means. Um, well, uh, you have a good one. Uh, sort of turns the cart. Um, on it is the, the Dragonborn, uh, Galrak. Sort of gives you, just a, you don't really say much. He's kind of gives you a nod. Like, have a good one, lads. Have a good one, too. 
yeah. and I just turn away and start walking. <laughs> yeah. The uh, the the tiefling there, Osmond, also gives you a nod and you go, "Oh, yeah. If you, if you guys find yourselves uh, heading north on this road, uh, a friend of mine's got a a pub in the dwarven town halfway uh, halfway up the pass. Uh, pub, you say? Yeah, I mean, yeah. She, she runs a pub, so uh, tell her Osmond sends you. She might sort you guys out with some drinks or something." Prontz looks down at the Relica Malar again and then says, Pub, you say? <laughs> and then looks to the other guys as if to say, like, maybe we don't need to go for the relics? <laughs> <laughs> no, there's alcohol. <laughs> I, I've slowed my walking away and I'm just having slight flashbacks. The last time I remember being in a pub <laughs> with a woman that ran it, it wasn't a great, in, a great time and it was a bad dream. Uh, but so it wasn't I even real. <laughs> I keep quiet to that moment. Yeah. Um, okay. <laughs> well, well it's, it's not exactly close. I mean, it's still a day or two's travel uh, north, but Aww. if you ever find yourselves going that way. Gen- genuinely a little put out, like, Francis going, like, oh, well, okay then, and looks at the other guys. Well, I guess there might be a pub a little further down this way, guys. We'll build up to the pub. <laughs> One day my pub will come. <laughs> You guys just spent most of this day, like most of the campaign drunk. You're like you were literally drunk. the only reason they got away with the relic in the first place is because you were literally hungover and couldn't stand up properly. Yeah. That is true. Yeah. <laughs> Lessons have yet to be learned. What can I tell you? Fucking idiot. Prons has come out pretty well from all this drinking thus far. I'm okay with it. I think you're pickled. <laughs> just like Frazzled, That's what's keeping you alive at this point. It's a okay. Mr. Burns situation. Ah. There's so many things wrong with you. They're, They're just, all fighting each yeah. other in your body. Yeah. <laughs> it's a careful balance, and we're on an adventure. Yeah. Oh. Well, Osmond, I, I, I promise you, I will someday make my way to that pub, and hopefully, we'll meet again. Yeah. I, as I say, I, I might not be there, but you know, say hi from me, and just say, say Osmond sent you. Will do. And with that, uh, the professor's cart turns off and starts heading up the northern road into the mountains. Okay, dope. Uh, look into the other guys, then I kind of nod towards the road and go, onwards, gentlemen? Yeah, sure thing. So, um, to the south, the road kind of curves down, you can see it kind of going round the outskirts of the city, continuing on south. And there's also a sort of spur that heads on towards the, the kind of main city gates. Mm-hmm. Uh, although there are buildings kind of outside the main wall. Um, any, are you continuing straight on? Are you heading into the city, or are you... Uh, well, gentlemen, did I see a city and I, I mentioned a pub. What do you think? Shall we uh, Shall we have a look? A little partake of a little drinking pool, a little beverage? I'm like 200 metres down the road ahead of them already. You just heading started walking city. already? Yeah, yeah. okay. Oh, towards the city or...? Towards the city. Okay, alright. We've got gold and I want to buy new things. Fair enough, okay. No, noticing this, I <laughs> turned to uh, Bork and... Oh, it looks like our friend's more interested in the drink than us for a change. I think so, we better keep up with him. <laughs> we wouldn't want him to lose us. Oh, or of us course to lose not. him. No, I'd never let go of Enote. No. <laughs> hey, hey, Naughty! Oh Wait for us! Naughty! Naughty! I'm just hum- humming, humming to myself as I speed up slightly on the way to the city. <laughs> no falls. I feel like the inevitable end point of this of this D and D group is that eventually I I actually just get like my yes. and they just get sick of everyone and leaves. <laughs> See, I feel like that's the only end point that makes any sense. I mean, you could, you could go the other way and there's, there's cut more than enough time for Yeah, it's yeah. that or I kill you both, I guess. Yeah. Okay, so. Um, Standard options. <laughs> Absolutely. You head on in towards the city. Uh, Lorana is the um, kind of 
regional sort of capital really it's not the capital of the country but it's sort of the big city in the in the center of the, of the country um as i said there's quite a few kind of buildings on the outskirts it's sort of it's clearly kind of undergoing a bit of a kind of boom town sort of boom time kind of thing at the moment and the, the sort of development has spilled over the walls sort of thing there's still some there's some tall defensive walls um but there's whole kind of swaths of houses and businesses sort of outside that are sort of as you, as you, the, the closer you head towards the walls they're they're kind of getting a bit more dense um few fair few people around um all kind of going about their business it's about kind of it's about kind of 10 11 in the morning at the moment as you as you're heading in are these well-to-do people like are they or are these more like peasant farmer types i wouldn't call them like peasant farmers but this is kind of they're sort of city folk if you know okay. what i mean they're, they're not like upper class or anything they're just kind of going about their business yeah they're, people are going about this they're not kind of aimlessly wandering this is sort of you know people are going to work people are you know pulling carts of things and you know this is okay. work is happening it's, it's a bustling bustling town over. does anybody notice our approach uh make a perception check for me uh, i got a seven and my perception is plus two so nine Nobody really seems to be paying that much attention to you as you approach. I say there's quite a few, fair few people kind of okay. around as you as you're heading. Sort of. Prance notes along. that nobody's paying attention to our arrival, and I mean, is no one paying attention to Prance or as us as us as a group? It doesn't like as far as <laughs> you as far as you can see, it doesn't look like anyone's looking. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so not being very happy with that, I, I turn to Bork. Where where are we in comparison to NFA right now? Are you still ahead of us? Somewhere? He's a little way along the road. I'm, I'm guessing you guys sort of hurried to catch up. I a little 100% bit. sped up when you shouted my name <laughs> wrong. Yeah, twice. We, we double paced, but you double paced as well, and that was just not happening. <laughs> good, good luck double pacing with a halfling. <laughs> as you say, I double paced. So I'm normal pace now. <laughs> okay then. Well, I turned down to Bork and I was like, nobody seems to care that we're here. How have they not noticed? I mean, I don't think a, a, a note was sent that we were coming, but but well, we were so popular in the last place. Well, surely just... somebody's come along the road and told the tales of us. Maybe we're the ones to tell our own tales. Oh well, I feel like I should get their attention. And with that, I would like to try some more prestiging and... Sure, okay. Only if you can pronounce it correctly. Prestidigitation. It's pretty good. Yeah. Yes! <laughs> I think got it. <laughs> I can speak English. I think that was good. Okay, so yeah, I want to do some of that, and I want to just do, like, big flourishes with my arms, and, like, okay. have clouds of purple smoke coming out of it as sure. I start announcing... Behold! France and Bork have arrived! Thank God. And, or are you doing that? Yeah, I, I double fist to the sky. Yeah, <laughs> not continually up and down. Just hold my arms. <laughs> not, not like a cheerleader, rah rah. Kind yeah, of thing. just two fists to the sky. Which really, my hands are now at like shoulder height. Right? Okay. Okay. A couple of people kind of just sort of look at you for a second and kind of keep walking. Um, this old bloke walks up and goes, "Who? Who's here? Well, Prance and Bork, of course." And I, I sort of give him a little kind of like pixie dust kind of blow of dust in the face of purple smoke like. <laughs> oh don't worry my friend non-toxic who are Prance and Bork when they're at home the very men in front of you I have never heard of you we are the heroes of Erevale where's Erevale I turn to Bork and raise an eyebrow as if like it seems we've drawn the attention of the local yokel 
<laughs> I'm sure that more per. <laughs> I'm sure there are more people that will uh, will listen to you later on. Maybe once we get inside the main walls. Turning back to the man, like, if you don't even know where Ervale is, well, it's no point talking to you then. And yeah. I give another flourish of purple smoke, like in a very flamboyant. Like, he kind gesture. he kind of swipes it out. Protein book. Remember the names <laughs> as we and we walk on. I say good day. <laughs> okay. Tell all your friends. Uh, you can see him sort of stumping away back towards his his dwelling. <laughs> but again, not. I mean, people are looking, but it's in that kind of like. It's it's a little bit of the sort of thing of like you're like a street performer on a corner and they're busily trying to get to where they're going and they're just kind of like what on earth is going on there but they're not really stopping. To I look. didn't hope for any more. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you've just kind of rocked up to the outskirts of the city and gone look we're here and there's a lot of people like, going about their day just like you would look like a street magician with like a half pint size I mean that assistant. is kind of yeah that's kind of the look you guys are rocking at the moment yeah. it's a, I'm leaning a, into it what can I tell a you a kind of disheveled magician and a little dude hanging around with him yeah. <laughs> so behind you you can hear them shouting at NLA I'm going to uh, pull my hood up yeah okay that's fine <laughs> and then uh, I'm going to try and find uh, Fletcher okay um right. yeah the right term. sure yep. okay are you going into the main city bit yeah. or are you yeah okay so, as you approach the main walls, uh, the, there's some large gates, they are open, there are a sort of a handful of guards kind of stack, scattered around who are just kind of keeping watch. They don't really seem to be sort of actively stopping people, um, but there is definitely a bit of a presence here. This is a much larger place, Erevaux had a couple of hundred people in it. This is more on the scale of a couple of hundred thousand people live here, sort of thing. It's that big of a, mm. a, of a change. Um, so yeah, you sort of note the guards as you pass. The uh, the gates are, let's say, open and looking up as you go through there, you can see there is a portcullis kind of tucked away kind of above. Um, again, open, but it, it doesn't really look like it's been moved for some time. Um, and you pass on into the densely packed streets of Lorana. You're looking, you're going straight for a Fletcher? Uh, yeah, I want to find a better bow, ideally. Okay. I've got all this money that I haven't divvied out yet, so... All right. <laughs> yeah, you've kind of walked off with the group's cash yeah. and uh, not given them. And let's be honest, neither of them are going to realise. So that's true. <laughs> but <laughs> I feel like this is a little coins. bit of like a I'm investing on your behalf. Yes. Kind of thing. In equipment for me. Can they be trusted? No. I was about to say, just throw us a couple coins and uh, we'll find a drinks establishment. You guys have still got money for drinks, and let's be honest, you're going to yeah, find a pub. This anyway. is true. Yeah, I, I make note of the I make note of the nearest pub to the entrance. Yeah, because that way I know where I'll find them. Okay, there is uh, quite near to the entrance. You see a uh, a pub called the Green Flask. Yeah, so I make note of the Green Flask, um, and then try and find and under, understanding fully that uh, Pronk will end up there later. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Okay, so looking around, I mean, they're fairly close to the entrance where there is a little bit of a manufacturing sort of workshop sort of district. There seems to be a fair number of kind of different uh, artisans working on all sorts of different uh, crafts. And after a little bit of searching, actually, ma make an investigation check for me, just to see how quickly, if you can find something. Does my passive uh, observation well, not work here? Not really. Oh, man. 
Because you're actively looking for a, you're a Fletcher. You're actively looking for a Fletcher. So if I was passively looking for it, it'd be different. Well, that would be if you're just aimlessly wandering and you're like, oh, there's a Fletcher there. Uh, that is a 13. 13 total? Yeah. Okay, so it does actually take you kind of 10 minutes or so wandering around before you even see any signs. Because I take it, end of the day being end of the day is not stopping and asking for directions. No. No. <laughs> I, didn't think, I didn't think you would Everyone's be. an idiot. I'm just assuming no one knows where it is. <laughs> yeah. Um, so um, after about 10 minutes or so, you come across a sign. Uh, there is a, a kind of stylized kind of uh, bow kind of motif on it and it says uh, Lorana leather and arrows kinky yeah you can hear the sounds of sort of hammering from inside and uh, what, what kind of hammering light and focused <laughs> okay uh, I go in um, and yes inquire about their bows okay there is a um, kind of well-built human behind the counter he's he sort of he seems to be kind of refletching some arrows as you approach uh, hey there, how's it going? I was just wondering if you had any better bow than my current longbow. Uh, hand it over, let's have a look. I hand it over. Uh, he looks He looks over, we're going to kind of test the uh, the draw and that a little bit. Well, this is pretty good workmanship on this. Uh, uh, well, as far as sort of standard bows, you've got a pretty good one here. I'd, I'd, I'd have, uh, I'd have tough time uh, tough time improving on this. Okay, uh... Uh, do you sell tipped arrows at all? Uh, yeah, I can. I can probably sort you out with some of those. What can you do, both to DM and also <laughs> to Fletcher? Because I don't really know. <laughs> well, what, what kind of thing are you thinking of? I don't. I don't know what's uh, what's available in. Well, you just drop the term tipped arrows as if I should have a whole list of things. Yeah, like uh, so, like poisoned, uh, poisoned, poisoned or tip. like yeah, paralysis. Like paralysis. That would be. Those would be more th- things that you'd prepare with okay. your standard arrows rather than. Is that something I can do? Yeah. Huh. I should probably buy some more arrows. You're, you're proficient with Poisonous Kit, aren't you? Or, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you could do that yourself. I'll probably just do that. Be better off buying some poison, dipping the arrows in that, rather than, like, getting a fancy tipped arrow. Yeah. You can put it in the pork pocket, if you like. <laughs> <laughs> I could probably just dip the arrow in the pork pocket, yeah. so you're not wrong. <laughs> Food poison tipped arrows. Um, yeah. Okay, no, uh, no worries. Thank you for your help. And yeah, no, no problem. I take my bow back and then leave. All right, yeah. Let's not leave that there. That's fair enough. Throwing arrows at people. Yeah. <laughs> Out of character, yeah. I mean, for in terms of non-magical bows, you've the pretty stuff. much you haven't got much. You can go okay. up from where you are. Okay, that's fine. Thing. And what what do the archers' braces actually do? So we didn't really get them identified, but they are quite obviously braces of archery. Um, they give you a well. Your proficiency with longbow and shortbow, which you had anyway, but yeah. that's kind of like even if you didn't, you could put them on and be proficient. Cool. Um, but they also give you a plus two bonus to damage rolls on ranged attacks made with those weapons. Oh, cool. So that's what they do. So we're going to do two damage. Yeah. Okay. So, ball comprance. Uh, you also make your way in through the large gates into the town, into the city, and um, kind of looking around, it's you. You very quickly clock this in the uh, the green flask as being fairly close to the entranceway mm-hmm. um, as, you, as you're sort of wandering along you can see uh, they kind of walking with a purpose out of a uh, out of a shop sort of stop and then stow his bow back on his uh, back in his pack okay doke um, noting the bar ahead of us I look down to Bork and kind of say there it is the booze 
Uh, yeah, I can see that too. Um, let's head there, I guess. I, I, I feel like I want to get like an early... <laughs> this is kind of out of character now. I want to get an early roll out of the way. <laughs> can I just do like an observation? Just, well, just to kind of... Because we've entered the place. Just a general perception to see what a you... A general perception, but like for... Um, <laughs> what are you looking for? <laughs> I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to go out on a limb here and uh, I, I want to look for like the cloaked dudes that, that we came across... Sure, yeah, you never look. Just in case they might have thought we're not here and they're just hanging out, you know. Yeah, I mean, this isn't the town you were going to with them in, but like you I can think, look for them. Know, they might have so, I mean, this they, is could be on the way. Yeah. Because yeah. so. they were, they were. The town was like a seven, you know, about a week or so from the tomb, but they'd only set off a couple of days before you. You had so. Yeah. Of all the pubs in Lorana, you walk into mine. Exactly. Well, it wasn't a one. It was. That's a, a good. Six. That's better than normal. Six total or six um, uh, six on the dice. Six on the dice, plus zero. Plus zero. <laughs> six. <laughs> so six. Um, yeah, no, I mean, looking around, you can see quite a few people wearing different types of robes, but none of them really stand out as like, oh, those are the exact same type as the guys we fought. Yeah. It's, you know, it's there's, there's a, especially now you're in the kind of inner city area, it's very busy. Yeah. Um, That's probably as much as I'd expect, probably from Bork. So, um, yeah. Uh, back in then. Uh, yeah, so I done a little look around. I'm like, yeah, seems fine. Let's, yeah, okay, let's go to the, to the pub. It's drinking time. <laughs> <laughs> so, are you two going? Are you meeting up with NLA first? You can I, see him, but I, I, like, based I, on his walking, I don't think he wants to know where we are. Yeah, it doesn't <laughs> look like it. He's got his hood up and he's skulking off. He'll find us. Uh, he knows where to look. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the um, the Green Flask Inn is a three-story. Uh, large pub. It's much bigger than the one uh, you've just come from in Aravale. Oh, it's quite grand. It is. It looks. I, I don't know. It's big. I don't know whether it's grand. <laughs> it's, it's grand. It's like three <laughs> stories on a pub is grand. That's yeah. that's Prance's well, judgment right there. You you would guess that the upper floors uh, uh sort of got rooms and things for hire. We don't have to sleep out back with. Well, you didn't have to before, we didn't have but to anyway, they did it anyway. <laughs> Go out back horses. with the horses. Yeah. Um, they were good to me. Those horses. But uh, as you walk in, the the lower floor is uh, it's it's all kind of bar area pretty much. It's quite a wide room. There's loads of tables, and even though it's fairly early in the day, it's about probably about quarter past eleven now. That you've uh, you've sort of made your way in. It's fairly busy in here. There's there's quite a few people kicking around. The sound of conversation is high, and um, there's a couple of servers behind the bar. Okay. Is there any interesting conversation just as we're walking in? Like, is there anything that's immediately heated or like that would draw attention in any, any way, shape, or form? Um, make a perception check. Okay. Oh dear. Uh, that's a four plus two, so six again. Not really. It's a lot of people just kind of talking about general stuff. Okay. Well, it seems like it's just the start of the day, my friend. Shall we uh, get some libation? Yeah, just 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 the one this time. Just because it's the first day, let's just get to know the barmaid. <laughs> mm, you know, starting a new. You uh, don't know the brew yet. It might yeah. be a strong one. Don't start a tab. You don't know. You know, you can finish. I guess I don't know. I've That's finished every tab I've ever started. I'll have you know. Have you paid them? <laughs> that was a ghostly thought in the back of Bronze's head as he said those words. He does not acknowledge it publicly. Yeah, said, I'm the voice in Bronze's head, basically. As we said, we've started tabs. I've started every drink I've ever began. Yeah. That's what I meant. Let's find out who the bar bar person, lady, man is. 
Okay. We always seem to get on well with them. Yes, I've, I've, I've away with these people. And with that, I raise an eyebrow and pull out a gold, an entire gold coin and sort of wave it in front of Bork like, I'm about to pull the move. And I walk over to the desk and I put down the gold coin and I say, Good day to you! Is it a sir or a madam? Um, there is, uh, well, there's, there's two of them behind the bar, but the one you go up to is a, uh, a fairly tall, uh, human man. Okay. It's, uh, uh, morning, gents. And a good day to you, sir. And I slide the gold coin and I say, the finest ales you've got, two please, and keep the change. He, okay, all, all right, uh. Cost of doing that. Yeah. <laughs> Especially because you haven't given him the money yet. He's just he's just running on whatever pocket how, change you got left. How much is a drink in this place? Well, you don't know because he just said keep the change. So he kind of he turns away and comes back to uh, to large mugs of ale. Dang. And a shit eating grin. <laughs> Thank you very much. <laughs> Your name, sir. My name. My name is Ernest. Ernest. Ah, Ernst. I, I was trying to think of a pun, but I'm struggling, my friend. Have you got a good one, Bork? <laughs> no. Oh, well, this moment should pass nice and fast then. Yeah. Um, so Ernest. Better luck next time. Yeah. yeah. Swing and a miss. <laughs> uh, tell me, tell me, is there anything, uh, an adventuring type, such as ourselves, me and my friend Bork here? Hey, Ernie. Uh, motion down to him. <laughs> he he kind of looks down. He's about six foot, and he yeah. kind of looks at. Hey, uh, how's it going? I don't mean to blow our trumpets too much, but we are the heroes of Aramale. Uh, we're looking for uh, rip-roaring adventures, you know, the, you know the type. Relics, and in his pocket, Prons slips a hand in and again fingers the relic of Malar. <laughs> Not sure I like the language around that, really, but yeah. <laughs> Fondles? Fondles. <laughs> Just, 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 just fingering in your pocket is maybe not the. Uh... Oh, Rob, rubs the jewel tenderly. <laughs> Strokes the tip. There's literally nothing that Bork could do with his hand in his pocket that is going to look dodgy as fuck. Hey, he's Prance, not Bork. I was going to say, Bork can put his hand in the pocket as well. That's fine. What, it's your pocket? Prance is down. Oh, Jesus Christ. I'll keep my hands to me for now. <laughs> um, he said, well, uh, I, I don't know about that. Get all sorts in here, though. Better off uh, looking for adventure. You're better talking to the guards. Maybe they ah. got some stuff needs doing. Uh, the trouble around town, eh? No, not really. Oh, <laughs> just stuff needs doing. <laughs> and as, as you're saying this, as you're saying this, Prance is kind of like the the what was at first a kind of like I'm a hero is now slowly kind of becoming I'm I'm a man in a pub. Yeah, this guy doesn't. <laughs> He doesn't seem particularly impressed with you, to be honest. Like, even with the gold. you're very much like suddenly like uh, gone from big fish in a small pond to uh, just you're in the ocean, <laughs> sort of thing. Weird looking fish. So, uh, so it's anything fun around here then? Fun things to do? I'm. Oh uh, yeah. What do you? Depends what you're in the mood for. Plenty in Lorana, big town. Um. <laughs> I, I, I'm, I'm, asking myself, I'm asking myself the question of what would Prons do for fun now. It's a, uh, it's a big city, you know. There's, there's mm -hmm. a fair amount. Well, that's it. Like the, the the table's open. We can. Can I walk in at this point? Yeah, sure. Cool. So you walk in and you see uh, Bork and Prons at the bar talking to a barman. He, he he doesn't look annoyed at them or anything. He's just kind of he's tolerating them. <laughs> tolerating the world. <laughs> How about ring toss? <laughs> Jesus Christ! And that's when you can interrupt us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I'm just going to interject. Um, 
what are you both doing? No, what? I'm what? looking oh. for a good time. Bork, what are you doing? <laughs> having a drink. Why are you having a drink? We're not even meant to be stopping it. Because Prontz bought me a drink. And if Prontz dropped off a cliff, would you do that as well? No, I'd finish his drink. <laughs> <laughs> and we're talking to Ernst. <laughs> it's uh, Ernest. Sorry, Ernest. They're, they're not good with the names beginning with E, apparently. <laughs> this is my friend Edith. Oh my god. <laughs> Uh, hi, Edith. He's with us. <laughs> My name's Enna, you can ignore them if you want to. He's a hero as well, don't you know? How much did they pay you for the drinks? Well, they told me to keep the change, gave me a gold. How much are the drinks? About five copper. How much of a tip was that? Let me just calculate the percentage. <laughs> <laughs> am, am I allowing this Bar guy max. to leave the job today? <laughs> My dad is paid, I'm free! Uh, was last week. So you basically won <laughs> silver, so... Uh, so yeah, it's about a 900% tip. <laughs> you having a good day then, buddy? Yeah, pretty good. You don't mind them annoying you then? Nah, they want to keep buying drinks, that's fine by me. I'm just <laughs> contemplating leaving them here. <laughs> Prontz is three quarters of the way through his drink already. It's pretty good. You know, you okay. feel you got your money's worth. <laughs> Any kind of, like, buzz? I suppose I've got pretty high constitution, so yeah, I no, you're not really one drink. You're not really point. feeling a buzz, but it does taste a little bit nicer than the stuff you were drinking in Everrail, really. Um, it's that first one of the day. Mm. Well, there's that too, yeah. <laughs> mm. Prontz kind of smacks his lips a little bit and says, Are you, sh are you sure, Bork, that we should only have one of these? Oh, well, yeah, for now. I, we... I think I should try and be a little a little on, on top of things this time. Well, okay, well that's you and I'm me. Could well, I have, you a, can could do... I have an, another one of these, please? Sure, that'd be five copper. And Pronsler looks at him <laughs> with a look of like, Really? Re really? Separate transaction, my friend. Begrudgingly, Pronz reaches into his pocket. Uh, okay. Yeah, I'm just messing with you. Yeah, here, oh. here you go. Oh, oh, thank you, thank you. I, I, like, knew, I, I knew we'd be fast friends, Ernest. Yeah, I, knew. I like you guys. You're three quarters of the way through, or you've got three quarters left of the first one? He chugs the end of the first one at hearing this, <laughs> and then be begins the second one. I mean, I didn't want you to be dead. Begins part. the second one, not removing the glass from his mouth, just looking at you like, hmm? This raises some interesting <laughs> questions about Prontz's level of awareness because I'm pretty sure that Mark was asking that, not Bork. <laughs> <laughs> and in response to effectively I, an, out of an other world god. I, <laughs> oh, I, I liked the idea that that was Bork knowing. It, no, it, it, it was kind of Borkish. <laughs> it's, it's the drink on the table. He's like, but it's right there. It's like, and? Okay, so you're not double parked. That's okay, so <laughs> I, I'm continuing to like sup this. This yeah. isn't coming away from the mouth. This one, so you guys keep going. <laughs> so he's uh, Ernest slides you another drink. Hold on, there you go. And that, as I say, straight to the mouth, supping, just just a constant slow flow into the gut. <laughs> I nurse mine. Just enjoy the one I've got for now. Do you want anything, Mister Enerve? Was it better companions? Do you sell better companions? He kind of said, well, we don't sell but plenty of people in today. You might want to ask around. I must have done something horrible in a previous life. Um. <laughs> Insert end of the flashback where he does something very bad. <laughs> <laughs> no. no. <laughs> <laughs> it has to be it has to be a previous life, so yeah, it has to be like... Cut to you stabbing a child. I was going <laughs> to say... <laughs> Cut to the demon wars. Just, Kill all the women and children. <laughs> that was your terrible secret. I, well, I am the demon. Yeah. Wait. <laughs> Can I be a demon? 
in disguise. Fuck this noise, well, I'm gonna kill him both! Well, to talk, talk about that out of character. Mm. <laughs> no, it would very much complicate everything. So, yes? When you say complicate, if I just killed everyone... I mean, please don't. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. We really need to focus on getting to the next village rather than staying here, guys. Well, that's why I'm only having one. That's surprisingly responsible of you. Thanks. The supping becomes backing as Prance n- n- like turns his head back and the glass goes with it at the same angle. And very rapidly the whole thing is gone and he wipes away in a massive amount of froth from his moustache and beard and everything. And, oh, alright, let's, let's go! Do we know the way or do we need to ask for directions? Have we got a map? With this you on? haven't got a map, but you've got a, you've got a vague idea of what direction you're meant to be going. I feel like we should buy a map. Couldn't hurt. Yeah, I feel like that's like a <laughs> re- fairly sensible thing that we yeah. should do as characters. Uh, Ernest, whereabouts can we get a map of the area? Uh, there's a general store over the way. I'd probably be able to help you out with that. Whereabouts is it? You just just over there. Just uh, open the door and keep walking for about 20, 30 meters, and you'll walk to the front door. Wonderful. Thank you very much. Oh, before we go, do you serve any food? We uh, do. You do. Um, meats. Uh, yeah, we, we could, we could... What manner of meats? Oh, we've got, a uh, duck, and, uh, we've got some boar, just nice in from the, uh, the forests. Uh, Ooh, boar? That, that sounds like it would suit my taste. Some, uh, boar is nice. <laughs> got, uh, we could do some boiled pork with some cheese. Mm, that, well, well uh, you just said the magic word, my friend. <laughs> cheese? Boar. No, no, pork. <laughs> bork, he, bork, he said pork. <laughs> <laughs> ah, Freudian slips. I can, uh, yeah, I can, I, do, I, can, I can do some pork. I'll have some pork, thank you very much. Okay, uh, to go or to go? Yes, yes. Don't don't mind me. I've got my uh, delivery. Do taverns do things to go? No, not really. I feel like I should redo that. <laughs> you little guy. Yeah. <laughs> we're just getting the delivery guy to take it over yeah. for you. Gives it to rest and hand you something. A plate of it. And we, well, yeah. Pot, you, you, okay, you guys get yourselves a table. I'll uh, I'll bring it over when it's ready. Oh, we have to wait. If you not, you, you said it was boiled. Is it not prepared? Yes, yeah, the preparation. You can sit and uh, enjoy the rest of your drink and wait. Mm-hmm. And I'm like shifting my eyes around as if trying to trying to kind of go like you know listen out. You know, just keep an eye in the, in the okay. pub to see what's going on. And, and I'll go with the note and we'll go to the uh, um, general store. The general store. Uh, Okay, my friend, and I give him a big knowing wink, like, <laughs> I'll finish my drink. <laughs> okay. Okay, um, so the two of you, uh, Borkin and Ave, yeah. just go get the map. Kind of head for the door. While you're yeah. waiting for the meat. Prance, yeah, you, you kind of pull up a chair at a nearby table. Oh, I, I, I've actually got something specific I would like to do. Sure, okay. Yeah, we, I, we, I would we. like to order another drink, because mm-hmm. I just backed that other one. Wait, so so now, okay, well, I can give you, give you another beer with your pork. Lovely, so that's you, number three, beer number three now. Yeah, uh, that'll be a silver then for all of it. Okay, no, I, can, I, I can give him that, I've got enough. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I, I'll give him a moment to be like, okay, while you prepare the food, I'm just going to go and take in the ambience. And Prance begins, having taken Bork's like, hint quite easily, he starts walking around drinking, conspicuously kind of walk, walking past tables in a way where he's very obviously eavesdropping a little okay. bit, but is drinking as he goes past to try and cover what he's doing. I can describe a few of the people that you see. Okay. 
Okay, so um, as you kind of make your way around the bar, kind of in a bit of a sort of wandering, sort of aimless amb- amble, um, <laughs> there is uh, seated near to the door. There is a, you can see a human um, human woman. She looks to be almost in kind of priest type robes, but uh, she's got a kind of quite long kind of dragon scale cloak on as well. She looks kind of fancy, but um, she's got a kind of a little bit of a sort of hard look in her eyes like you know this isn't where she thought she'd be okay um she's not sat with anyone she's just kind of staring into space sort of thing uh wandering around there's a there's a couple of um young ladies seated at a table um and they're being hassled by uh, a quite well-dressed halfling who's um has got sort of quite sort of flamboyant kind of turquoise and purple uh, clothes on, and he's just kind of—he's just kind of flagrantly hitting on them, and they don't really seem to be that interested. But he's not really perturbed okay. that much. And um, seated at another table are a pair of uh, half elves who seem to be deep in conversation and pointing at a uh, a map of the city and kind of talking in hushed tones. <clears throat> are they in a position where I could possibly lean over and get a look at that map? Not without being noticed. I'd they like don't to they... lean over and look at that map regardless. Sure, okay, make a perception check. <laughs> uh, 10 plus 3, I think it was. Maybe it <laughs> Oh no, plus 2, so uh, 12. 12, okay. So yeah, I mean, you get a look at the map and it, it does appear to... You don't, even, you don't really have any idea of what the layout of the city is, but this appears to be a, a map of this city. They've, it looks like they've circled a couple of little bits, but there's no, like, legend of, like, oh, you know, this is where we're going. Mm-hmm. And you're kind of, like, looking at it going, oh, okay. You, you kind of, you look, and they're both just looking, like, right at you. You've kind of leant right over their table, okay. sort of thing. Oh, oh hello, gentlemen. Um, I, I see you're looking at the map. My friend's just got out to buy one. Where did you get that? In the general store. Can we help you? Oh, I just spotted the map, and so, uh, sorry, sorry. The name's Prance, and I hold out a hand to shake if either of them want it. Uh, there's a, a female one, she does shake it and just sort of. Hi. Okay. Pleasure to make your acquaintance. Uh, no, just, just the map, that's literally all I was looking at. What are the bits you've circled out of curiosity? Our own business. Oh. Well, I guess I'll leave you to your business then, and I'll saunter away from the table and. Okay. Are they, I'll keep an eye on them as I walk away. Are they, they they kind of watch you go away, and then after a couple of seconds, kind of go back to kind of talking in hushed tones. Okay. With a slight amount of relief, uh, I'm gonna wander over and kind of listen in on the carousing halfling for a moment, <laughs> just just to hear. I want to hear a bit of his patter. All right. Um, so he's he's kind of like he's lent kind of right on their table. He's like at table height essentially, and he sort of is leaning out. He goes, "So you two lovely ladies want to be painted, am I right? Come back to my studio. I festoon you in all sorts of lovely things, and we paint you. We paint you all night." What is that? <laughs> what do you say? Like it's it. Antonio Banderas. <laughs> <laughs> I am willing to paint you and show you the meaning of the word love. <laughs> um, what happened? This is good. Prance kind of like goes, oh, as he walks past and kind of like 
leans in again in a conspicuous way of like he stood directly to the side of the conversation I don't know if you've ever had this where like you're in a club and you're talking to somebody and then somebody just appears at the side of the conversation oh yeah yeah that's what Prons is doing right he's now. just kind of making the rounds yeah that's it. I'm just listening <laughs> Probably listening in and being How like, I met everyone. Yeah. <laughs> being the unpleasant guy in the club and just sort of like, so so everyone's having a conversation in front of me, right? Yeah, the, the, the halfling, he kind of doesn't repay any notice for you for a couple of seconds and he turns around and goes, Can I help you, my friend? I, I hear that you're quite the painter. This sounds like. Oh, uh, God. <laughs> and and Pronz sort of looks down at himself in a way that's like, And I'm. Am I, am I not a worthy study? You're. He kind of regards you for a second and goes, Well, you you definitely have an interesting look about you, my friend. Well, I've been told many things about myself. Interesting being one of the least uh, offensive. <laughs> so I'll take that as a compliment. Thank you. It was meant as one. Ah. I look to the ladies and I say, Perhaps you could paint us all. <laughs> what is going on? Um, Are you hitting on them? Prince is on the warpath. <laughs> You're like seven thousand years old. He got left on his own, and he's yeah. just like yeah. he's on he's on beer three after fifteen minutes thereabouts. <laughs> Said, well, I'm kind of in a uh, a period where I am only painting the ladies. It's uh, part of a series of mine. I'm I'm very good at tucking. Tugging. Tucking. Oh, tucking. That that makes more sense. Um. <laughs> But still not enough for me to know what you're talking about. Well, like, I've, I've been told I have a feminine form. Oh, talking. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this is definitely the character who didn't realize what you meant and not the DM. Um, <laughs> so, no, I, I only go for the most authentically beautiful, lovely ladies of the runner. Um, I would like to cast Charm Person. Okay. <laughs> I'm going to make a wisdom saving throw. Well, we don't know this happening. I know, but we let this happen. Am I complicit in this? Yes. Ish. You chose to leave. We chose to leave, so we don't know what's happening. Fuck my life. (laughs) We've yet to find this. It's wisdom saving against the charm person. Okay, so he's all charisma. He's not very wisdom, so I'm only going to give myself a plus one on this. So what is your spell save DC? My spell save DC is somewhere around here. Oh yeah, spell save DC 14. 14, okay, so I've got to beat a 14. And spell attack bonus of plus 5. Uh, that doesn't oh. come into this. Oh, this is um, Charm person, I have to make a wisdom saving throw based on your spell save DC. Oh right, right. I, don't, spell I att- don't have to roll to hit. No, spell attack bonus is if you're using like an offensive one like chromatic orb or firebolt. Yeah. Uh, so I rolled, a, I rolled a 9, so he is charmed by you. Okay. I'm just going to look up what the exact wording of the charm person spell is. <laughs> Charm person, you attempt to charm a humanoid, you can see it must make a wisdom saving throw and does so with advantage if your your companions are fighting it, not really fighting it. If it fails, it's charmed by you until the spell ends, or until you and your companions do anything harmful to it, it lasts for an hour. Regard you as a friendly acquaintance. When the spell ends, the creature knows it was charmed by you. Okay. Right. Uh, so, says, well, I might make an exception, though. And Pronz lifts his robe enough to show some ankle and kind of waves it in a like oh, tantalizing very, way very nice <laughs> i like um, it you you work out i can tell oh yes yes i've, I've been backflipping regularly recently i can tell it <laughs> <laughs> does work the ankles <laughs> and I'll, checks I'll, out <laughs> how are the ladies reacting to this they they weren't that interested in him before 
like as in like he was having he was trying to talk them into painting so they're not like put out by you your sudden interest if anything they look a little relieved that you you're kind of almost taking taking the paintbrush for them um does that make sense okay so with that in mind can I like is it possible from the angles were all stood out for me to like drop them a quick like side wink to be like this, uh, this was the plan all along make a stealth check I don't think it's really just to see if he you know what actually I'm just gonna do yeah I mean and I'm gonna do a perception check to see if he notices okay well I got 14 and I got an eight so uh he doesn't know he doesn't see your he doesn't see your your wink and he's like he's very much engrossed in your ankle Perfect. Like, look at the angles on it. I could do so much with this. A whole study. The angles of my ankle are right. They're quite acute. <laughs> oh, I'll say they're very cute. <laughs> He's not that smart. <laughs> and uh, with that, Prunz kind of wraps an arm over his shoulder, like, and because he's a halfling, it's at like waist height. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. <laughs> and and I lead him away from the women and kind of look back over the shoulder again and kind of smile. Is there any reaction? They kind of smile back a bit and like there's like a little bit not like a full on like they're not like mouthing thank you at you or anything but they're they look a little relieved okay. um okay my Ernest uh, not Ernest what's this uh, what, what was your name my friend I, I never caught your name my name I am the great Riang Riang ah well Riang would you care to join me for a drink before we uh I don't know adjourn somewhere for the for the painting and I the would appreciation. love to. <laughs> Um, how long does charm person last? An hour. An hour, okay. Then they know they've been charmed. <clears throat> so, know it. Um, I'm going to sit down, grab a drink with him, and... A fourth I'm, drink. A, f- a fourth drink. Okay, all right. <laughs> I'm, I'm polishing off the third, so now we're on yep. to four. I feel like we might be at approaching this point, constitution yeah, Ernest, check test. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, at this point, Ernest brings your pork over, and it's all, it's, you know, it's on a plate. It's quite nicely presented. It's not, like, it's functionally presented. It's not, it's not fancy, but it's like... It's, it's on a plate, it's got some... Uh, Steamed hams. Yeah, it's got... <laughs> it's an old expression. It's got some cheese and some vegetables with it and that. Here you go then, buddy. Ah, it's looking very, very delicious looking steamed ham. Thank you very much. And then he picks the whole thing up and pockets the whole thing. Okay. <laughs> it's quite hot. Well, um, can my fire, <laughs> does burn resistance and fire resistance? Is that oh, the same yeah, thing? no, that would totally come in because you're wearing the I'll ring just, of fire resistance. <laughs> so this piping hot thing that no other person would sensibly pick up. Yeah, Prons grabs with his bare hand and kind of you've just stuck your hand. Like it's nothing. It's just come out of the oven you and you've much. just picked it up with your hand, and apparently it hasn't really affected you. Thank you very much. It smells delicious and pockets. He kind of like just sort of looks at you, like a little confused and like, what the fuck. Like kind of, he doesn't say anything because you paid for it, but like he's just kind of like and just sort of okay, enjoy, and just sort of backs away. <laughs> so with that, I would like to sit with my steaming hand pocket and uh, lean over and carouse for a little while with my halfling. Sure, okay. And wait for these guys to return. We'll, we'll say you ordered another drink as well. So just to, just to put a cap on this little uh, moment, let's uh, can I get a Constitution saving throw from you just to see how well you're handling your alcohol? We got eleven. And my constitution gives me a plus three, so that's 14. That's... 14, I think, is okay for that. I was looking for a minimum of 12. Um, just, <laughs> just you know, it's, it's early in the day kind of thing. Got it wasn't going to... I wasn't going to have that be particularly hard check. You're not immediately ill. Got a solid buzz But you, you got a buzz going. And now a very wet pocket, probably just that... Yeah, it's, it's to steaming. Yeah, your pocket is steaming. It's <laughs> a dark patch of
Okay, that's going to do it for this episode. Our next episode, episode 37, will be available as usual in two weeks' time on Thursday the 8th of November. In the meantime, you can get in contact with us on Twitter and Facebook, both of which we are at PretendWithDice. You can also email us at PretendingWithDice at Outlook.com. If you're an iTunes user, it'd be really great if you could leave us a rating and review, uh, as it all helps to find us new listeners, and we'd really just love to hear what you all think of the podcast. So, uh, for now, that's our show. I hope you all enjoyed it. We'll see you next time. <laughs>